What's up, IBT family, and happy Friday. It's do or die time in our fantasy football leagues. We get you set for week 14 with our start, sits, and sleepers on today's program. Because I've been in tune, out of touch, coming off the bench, trying to shake the funk, check a stat line, see who's up, that over, under, hit too clutch. And I'm trying to avoid getting carried away with the chest, sweet sleeping on a trick play, predicting all of my moves like AC never play. fantasy football podcast all right all right all right it is feel good friday december 8th but honestly I'm like the most of the great state of Pennsylvania today. I ain't feeling so great. We'll Uh, certainly chat all about that. Meanwhile, it is week 14 of the fantasy football season. and We got a hell of a lot on the line. We're going to help you take the next step. Punch that ticket for the fantasy football playoffs on today's program. My name is Seth Wilcock, and I'm joined by a man who's been playing Mr. Mom for the last week, raising 13 kids down in the great state of Texas. He's Eric Romoff. What's up, Eric? Thanks for uh, giving the kids to the nanny for the afternoon. Yeah, the uh, the nanny that I gave the kids to is the old public school system, little state <laughs> state subsidized childcare. Uh, yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a heck of a week. I've been playing Mr. Mom, and also we're heading into for my money probably the most exciting week in all of fantasy football. The week before playoff starts, like yes, every single decision, every single point, every single thing that you do. Is just amplified, right? So, like this week in particular, like it's hard not to get up for. I have so many leagues, like right on the cusp. Can I get that first round by? Can I even get into the playoffs? We're going to find that out all here in the next 72 hours or so with a lot of great football matchups coming up on Sunday and Monday. And we have our usual program today, Eric. Thursday night football recap, then start sits with Troy King. We're going to be taking your questions live. So if there's anything we can help you with, uh, fantasy football or life related, let us know in the chat. And then sure thing, sleepers of the week with our guy Dustin Ludke to end out the show tonight. So uh, it's going to be a fun one here, Eric. Uh, Got to shout out the IBT family for all the support. The site kind of blew up this week. Uh, we had a lot of good clicks over there. So uh, thank you guys so much. It's everyone who checks out our content here on YouTube and uh, the audio version of, of this podcast as well. And of course, over at the website, easiest way to support us. If you aren't already subscribe, come back, hang out with us again. And if you are, just give us a thumbs up if you enjoyed this type of content and uh, let us know how we can keep improving for you guys. And Eric, let's go to the, the great city of Pittsburgh and, you know, home of Mac Miller, home of Mr. Rogers, home of so many goats, uh, but none of them were in attendance yesterday. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all 
between I'm not you come to the Just place Just trying to have some fun Ain't gotta worry about something For what it means Come and give me another Cause the night is young At least I so thought Front and center, Patriots 21, <laughs> Steelers 18, Lurs get lit up by zip on the ball, zappy, and they could have come back from this one if it wasn't for coaching issues and more issues with this team than I have seen in a long, long time. I'm very frustrated. Um, I've grown accustomed to honestly losing and not getting upset when the Steelers lose. Like I haven't got upset in a long time, maybe since uh, since Ben's last game or potentially uh, even when they faced the Browns in the playoffs in 2020 and lost, like I am just so beyond myself right now here, Eric, <laughs> we have grown accustomed to mediocrity and I was wrong about this team coming in the season. I love Pat Fryermuth. bad on me. I love Jalen Warren this week, bad on me. I just keep getting burned by these guys and I don't know where else to go. I mean, look, a, uh, a wise man once told me that happiness is a function of expectation, right? So, like, for me, I expected the Steelers to be absolute dog water. So the fact that, like, yeah. you guys are still not only on the graphic, but, like, legitimately in the playoff hunt, like, I think the Steelers are way outperforming expectations. And obviously, I don't have, you know, the, uh, the pulse of the fan running no. through me. But, I mean, like, I, I think the Steelers are doing phenomenal considering – you know, all of the things that were working against them. You and I feel a little bit differently about old baby hands, Ken Pickett. Obviously, you and I and the whole world agreed that Matt Canada had to get out of there. It probably happened a little later than it should have. Certainly. But I mean, like, if you like really zoom out, your Steelers are having a much better season than I think most people outside of the greater Pittsburgh area would have expected. Yeah, for sure. It's just it's frustrating when we see two and seven teams coming to our our yeah. home Akashire Stadium. That we're one getting still hurts. yeah, we're getting lit up. And man, there's a lot of questions. Like honestly, my faith in Kenny Pickett is wavering. He's not playing right now, but it's still wavered. I I just think the wheels have fallen off. Najee Harris, dude. I think every touch that goes to that guy is a waste of fucking energy and time and and possession of the ball. So uh, a lot to talk about. I want to start with our weekend starters. We usually call them shower beers but no one was a shower beer in this game because it was just so atrocious um but shout out Zeke elliott 27 points for him i was all about him on the tuesday show uh our guy who was fighting me a little bit on him but this is kind of what we wanted from uh ezekiel elliott and then on the patriots side hunter henry 19 points for him and bailey zappy gets over 20 any big takeaways for the patriot side of things for you uh, Ezekiel Elliott looked far more serviceable than I think most people expected, right? Like there was this expectation that he had just kind of become this, you know, ham and egger who's good for a couple yeah. of touches. And clearly, I mean, he, he got the workload and he did a ton with it, right? Like he almost had 30 touches in this game, which is insane to think about both in the context of how many years in the league that Ezekiel Elliott's been around, but also how heavily used he was during a lot of those years, right? Like yes. still had some, still had some, some gas left in the tank. And it was, it was cool to see, um, you know, Bailey Zappi kind of looks like Mac Jones, but he's a little bit more willing to uncork it. Right. So like, um, you know, not a material difference in terms of like a skill gap or anything, but like part of it is just being willing to make that pass. And, you know, he showed yeah. throwing into a couple of tight windows you know, making some reads that we we haven't seen Mac Jones make. So, you know, all told, like, I don't think there are 
you know, sweeping takeaways from from this game in particular. Deontay Johnson did what you wanted him to. Uh, the uh, the Steelers running back situation was a bit of a mess, which isn't all that uncommon either, right? So n- nobody really moved the needle beyond Ezekiel Elliott in terms of like their rest of season outlook. But yeah, I mean it was it was a better game than what we expected, right? Back to back island games here, going back to last yeah. Monday that we thought were going to be kind of stinkers and actually were super entertaining. This was one too. Like if you bet the under, I I don't know what to tell you. I think you were a sappy motherfucker to get caught into that. Like I know it was the lowest under we've seen in, in what 20 plus years here in the NFL. But I I just think it was such an easy, easy spot to not put a ton on the over, but put a little bit on the over walk out of there clean. So hopefully some people were able to take advantage of that. Last thing on, on this game for me, uh, before we talk about just the city of Pittsburgh and how we should burn it down and, and move forward and uh, call Erie our home. Uh, <laughs> what about these the Steelers? Like, can you start any of them rest of season with any confidence? Mitch Trubisky, maybe in a super flex, he got 20 points. Deontay got 14.7, but the rest of it's just shit. And I have no confidence in the fantasy football playoffs firing any of them up, but I feel like I have to. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of why I, I said that nobody really changed their their outlook, right? Like Mitch Trubisky is still like a desperation super flex option. Uh, Deontay Johnson is like a nice like floor play kind of fringe wide receiver to wide receiver three type, right? Pat Fryermuth is going to be a boomer bust tight end as yeah. of that middle class are right. Like we'll catch about three balls if one of them happens to be an end zone, you're very happy. If not, then you're upset. That's that's basically like tight end seven through 28 every single week. Right. So like no, nothing really changed in terms of their, their outlook. Um, you know, Pickens uh, is the, is a name we haven't mentioned here. Like, you know, still a very boomer bust option on a weekend and week out basis, beautiful um, and better, but you know, in managed, managed leagues, it's, it's going to be a little, little tricky down the stretch run. Yeah, Steelers just have a way of finding these superstar diva wide receivers, except at least A.B. could get the first down when it mattered, get the touchdown when it mattered. So um, I miss A.B. I miss Lev Bell. I miss the good old days, which those weren't even good old days. But um, overall, man, uh, I am going to say like the loser is just the state of Pennsylvania. We are now taking applications for a new best city, Erie, Altoona. What do you not Philadelphia? We won't go that far. Lancaster City, like you know, th- there's there's a lot of promise out there here, Eric. Um, any any leading candidate for you in best city in Pennsylvania since since it is no longer Pittsburgh? Oh, um, I will give my vote to the city that was already the best city in Pennsylvania. That's uh, that's Philadelphia specifically. No, get out of here. If we're get out of here. We got Toronto Dave in the chat saying feel good Friday and IBT actually stands for I feel good. He's shouting out the Lehigh Valley. I know Katie will appreciate that. She's she's a native of up there. So, Eric, enough of this Thursday night football game. Let's go ahead. Let's look forward to the rest of this week 14 slate with a little bit of matchup management. Who you got? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? We tell you that in matchup management, and we are joined by a very special guest. He's an NFL and fantasy football content creator for Roto Baller, High Point Sports, and a fan and the ambassador of Thirsty Thursday. Troy, I know it's not Thursday. It's Friday, but how are we feeling after it? 
Man, I always feel good after, you know, Thursday, Thursday, gentlemen. Yo, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to talk about a little bit of football. But yeah, I feel good, man. Let's rock. I'm glad to hear it, man, because I haven't done a Thirsty Thursday in a while. In college, Thirsty Thursdays were obviously the move. Are you still getting down? Are you still are you still slinging them back? Or is this more just uh, nah. a catchphrase? <laughs> no, nah, I'm a family man. You know, I can't be <laughs> doing all that craziness on Thirsty Thursdays anymore. But now, nah, you know, like if I like to do my thing, I'd like to do like a happy hour on a Friday or something yeah. for a few hours. But that's usually my move. But I can't do it like I used to back in the day. Okay. And you're in the, the great state of Florida. Is that correct? I am. So I'm currently in Orlando, Florida. So I was born and raised in like Fort Lauderdale, but I've okay. been in Orlando since like, oh, wait. So yeah. You're getting cold down there yet? It is. Well, for me, it's cold. <laughs> it's like 49, 50 degrees, like in the morning. Oh, so I know uh, a lot of other places that's, you know, warm i guess yeah. but for us it's like the tundra so you know we, and again i shouldn't be complaining but i'm yeah. a floridian i'm born for you know born and raised so to me it's cold nice how's the season been for you so far i know you're busy over at rotoballer high point sports with des and the boys um aside from the content how's the leagues going oh things are going great um honestly like I would say that it keeps me busy, uh, you know, yeah. just weekly content, you know, my dolphins are doing well, but yeah, just yeah. the consistency there. Look, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I like to stay busy and it's crazy how the season's almost over though. Yeah. I'm with you, man. And uh, you and I are both in the semifinals of the lateral dynasty league. So yes. excited to see, maybe we can have a, a, a nice little, uh, a nice little upset matchup in the championship there. Um, but either well, way, no, I'm trying, I'm going for the crown, man. I'm going. For oh, the crown. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm down. All right. I like it guys. If we can help you at all, put your questions in the chat, whether they're week 14 rest of season dynasty related, whatever that is, let us know. And we will get to those. Um, Troy, I do want to ask you before we jump into a couple questions though, do you have any starts of the week? Anyone who maybe not everyone is, is all about that. We maybe should be, and could be a week winner. I would say that I'm going to ride the Elijah Moore express again. So okay. I know people were, so, you know, last week he got 12 targets and he had 83 yards. Obviously, it was with Joe Flacco. This week, they haven't made a decision yet if Joe Flacco is going to be the starter or DTR. I think regardless, Elijah Moore just looked good. It was nice just to see him get the ball and get targets. Yes. And he was able to produce. And he's going against – well, this week, I know that they give up the seventh most fantasy points to – Wide receivers this week, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, yep. Jacksonville. Almost forgot. Yeah. So Jacksonville, they give up a lot of points, fancy points to the wide receiver, Elijah Moore to me again, especially with Joe Flacco. I'm going to ride that express again. I, I really like him this week. Credit for you having the balls to ride it in the first place last week. Cause I did not see that blow up performance coming, but it was good to see him get targeted. We don't know the status of, of Amari Cooper here. And it seems like footsteps has a little bit of a connection there with Elijah Moore from their New York jets days. Eric, your thoughts on Elijah Moore and who you're going to for your start of the week? Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely like the Elijah Moore call, right? Um, there, there's the uh, there's the old narrative street about their time together uh, as as New York Jets, but also in in general, like we're we're seeing like competent NFL quarterback play out of Joe Flacco, <laughs> yeah. fresh off the couch, right? Like wasn't afraid to uncork it, just you know, just completely stepped in. Seemed like he had a pretty good handle on the offense. And and just peppering uh, more with targets in this very like pass funnel kind of uh, kind of setup against against Jacksonville this week. So like the uh, like the call on on Elijah Moore. I, I mean, for me, I think I think this is more of a PSA than a start of the week. Okay, I've gotten more 
should I start Justin Jefferson questions that I ever thought I would in my life? If he's out there and he's playing, you should absolutely fire up Justin Jefferson. Um, if you're in the uh, if you're in a betting legalized state, most of the sports books are hedging against this too. They've got his over under receiving yards line at like 65 or 66 and a half. That's like the lowest mm. it's been in in recent memory for Jefferson. He's yeah. averaging like almost or over 90 yards per game. So um, more of a PSA than anything else. I I know people get a little gun shy when when people first come back from IR. But in, unless there's like a clear report that he's going to be on a snap count, like you you got to fire him right back up. I got no choice. I have him in a couple of leagues, and I you know I'm picking between him and uh, j- just the shitters of of the world. So glad to hear that. There uh, we got Dave in the chat saying Troy, you are facing him in our uh, in our lateral league. So uh, I got to get it. Look, I lost to him the last time we matched up, so I need my revenge on Dave. So you gonna you gonna take this out, Dave? There we go. There we go. Uh, we're going to get you guys questions in one minute. I just want to shout out DeAndre Hopkins, my start of the week. And listen, it's been tough. Like if you've been a Hopkins manager, you don't know when to start him. I've missed like the 30 point blow up. I missed the the solid 19 points last week. But against this Miami defense, I know they've been better. You're Miami defense, Troy. Um, but I just think they're going to be down so much. Will Levis is probably going to chuck this 35 times. And every wide receiver who is had double digit targets against this Miami defense has had over double digit points uh, in PPR leagues averaging 24.6 per game. So I think if Nuke gets him, he's going to have maybe a, a vintage game. And I think there's a little competitiveness between him and uh, your guy, Jalen Ramsey there, Troy. It's funny you say that because this might be awkward. I might be f- foreshadowing, but yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, I see my sit Ooh. of the week because Ooh. of all the things that you said, right? And, I think that, and it, it goes for a couple of reasons. Last week, like you said, double digit. Yeah. You know, when, when wide receiver gets double digits, they perform well. But last week, you know, Terry McLaurin, he didn't get there, but he got a donut. Zero. Got clamped. And I think that with the Titans offense, you really only have two players. You have Derrick Henry yeah. or DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Derrick Henry, I don't, you know, the whole in concussion protocol, not in concussion protocol thing. I don't know what's going on there, but we know that. They should be behind. Most likely they're going to be behind. And everybody knows Will Levis is going to try to guard, you know, it's a target DeAndre Hopkins. So to me, mm-hmm. I just think the Miami Dolphins are going to be prepared for him. And they're just really, really good at home this year. So I think it's going to be a letdown spot. I think you make a good argument, but yeah. I'm going to go the opposite side of the coin for DeAndre. Okay. Eric, how do you feel about him? Uh, split the difference, if you would. Oh, I will absolutely split the difference. I think um, I think the analysis on on both sides is – is cogent for me. I would I would look more at like uh like a target line or even a reception line from a okay. betting prop standpoint for for DeAndre Hopkins. I think I think Will Levis is going to be going to him a ton, but this matchup against Jalen Ramsey is insane. Like Ramsey came back in week eight, week nine, and like he's already got a ton of PBUs. He's only allowing like ten point eight yards per reception, which is incredible for an outside uh, uh, cover corner. Uh, his his catch rate is is among the the lowest in the league, right? Like, you know, everything that you're looking for, and more specifically to the issue with DeAndre Hopkins in particular, Ramsey came out and immediately started shadowing. He's got one of the highest shadow rates in the entire league. So, every single route that that Hopkins is going to be out there running, or I guess statistically speaking, 83% of them, he's going to be in the coverage of Ramsey, and it's going to be real hard for him to a haul those in, and if he does, to do much after the catch. So. 
he'll see a, he'll see a pile of targets. I think that part's true, but doing anything with them is is going to be a, is going to be a tough ask. I'll say last... I do like him in uh, I apologize. I like no. him in PPR more than I like him in okay. half PPR. I'll say I'll give okay. him that. Yeah. Okay. And I will say the last three times these guys have matched up double digit PPR points for Nuke. So uh I think the floor is safe, but I'm glad glad to be knocked down to reality a little bit because <laughs> it doesn't feel good to recommend him as the start of the week, but that's how the, the chips fell. Uh, let's get some questions here in the chat. Uh, first from Dave, start one, hot dogs or sausages, half point per glizzy. Where are you going, Troy? <laughs> and it's a whole inside joke thing for those who don't know the question. Somehow I'm affiliated with glizzies. It's a long story, but Twitter's um, official glizzy expert. Don't be apparently modest. so. So I'll say, I guess I'll go hot dogs. I guess I'll go hot dogs, dude. Hot dogs with sauerkraut on it. Do you like the sauerkraut on the on the glizzies? Uh, I say I've I've gotten used to the sauerkraut. Okay. Originally, I'd hated it, but now okay. as I become more of an adult, I can tolerate sauerkraut. Ooh. Okay. Okay, I like it, Eric. How do you feel about the uh, the sausage versus uh, hot dog debate? Because I think I'm in hot dogs, man. I just think they got a little more snap, you know. I I'm big meat guy, big meat man in general. So uh, I'll take the hot dogs here. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll sweep it. I'll I'll go with the hot dogs too, right? Like more more of the OG play for sure. Awesome. Here's Andrea. Hi everyone. Need two Mostert, Javante Williams, and Bijan Robinson PPR leagues. How are we feeling about it, Troy? Because last time Mostert was ranked outside the top 24 was Black Friday. Uh, in most consensus rankings, he had a huge, huge day there on Black Friday, 21.4 PPR points. Can he do it again here against Tennessee with no uh, Jeffrey Sim- Simmons in that lineup? Yeah, I'm going to go with Mostert and probably Bijan for this. I feel like Javante Williams... He disappointed me last week. I was like, you know, I thought that he was going to have a better game. I know it was sort of a tough matchup, yeah. but I I don't know. I, overall, I just feel like Javante Williams hasn't had the season we all hoped for. So to me, give me Mostert and Bijan for this question. Okay. Eric, any difference f- from you? Because I'm right on with Troy there. Oh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll sweep it again, right? Um, one thing of note, there's a little bit of uncertainty in terms of Mostert's uh, availability due to injury. Um, so not 100% locked in, but if he's in there, especially with Simmons out, you know, I mean, you can go back to that game last week with Miami, right? Like it wasn't until they were, you know, comfortably ahead in the second half that they really started feeding Devon a Chan, right? Yep. So I, I think this is going to be a little bit more of a competitive game, not much more, uh, but one that should feature plenty of Mostert if, if he's healthy and available. Love it. Here we got Car Chisel. What's up, guys? Must win PPR. Two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex. He has Tony Pollard, Jameer Gibbs, Devon Achan, Kyron Williams, Jay Jettis, Devontae Ayuk. Uh, if he wins this week, he can sneak into the playoffs as a sixth seed. I don't know how this is a sixth seeded team, just probably because of injuries, because <laughs> it's a studly, studly team this week, Troy. Uh, a lot to sort through there, but um who do you think deserves to be left out of this lineup how many did he give us here he gave us two running backs two wide receivers one flex this is tough i will say that justin jefferson automatic yep i'm gonna go justin jefferson Ayuk as my wide receivers kyron i'm not gonna bench so kyron's gonna be one of my running backs and i guess gibbs that's a this is a tough one i'm gonna go gibbs and kyron 
Justin Jefferson, Ayuk, in terms of a flex, give me HN. That's how I'm going to go. It's, it's, you, you have a great lineup, so you're going to be mm-hmm. good either way, but that's how I would do it personally. I think you're right on there, man. We have seen Philadelphia be a little more susceptible to running backs, and I know Tony Pollard's projected a lot of points. I think he's going to fall short of that, though. I'm a little worried that it might not come to fruition there on Sunday night for him in that uh, electric matchup down there in Dallas. So I think I'm with you. I still like A-Chain, I think, a little more than Gibbs, but they're both my lineup, Troy. So I- I'm spot on with you. Eric, where do you go here? Man, we're just in lockstep today. Um, the decision for me would be between Pollard and, and A-Chan in, in the flex, right? Um, I mean, A-Chan's upside is is unreal. So mm-hmm. I I tend to err on that side. Uh, the only caveat to that being is like, if you are a heavy favorite, um, if your opponent played some guys in that game last night that just completely laid an egg and you're looking for a little bit more of a stable floor, you can make a case for Pollard over over HN, but you know, for for me, like win and get in, you trying to sneak into that last spot, you gotta swing for the fences, right? Yeah, it's all about upside, I feel like, here in week number 14. So uh love the question, card chisel. Good luck to you, man. Cause cause that's a fucking weapon if you can get those uh those players into Nobody the playoffs. Nobody wants to man. face him in the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh looks like we have Andrea with a question. Uh, looking to make a decision between Adam Thielen and Chris Godwin in PPR. Troy, which uh, which of those two is, is jumping off the page for you? Uh, I think I'm going to go Adam Thielen. I feel like Chris Godwin, I feel like for a while, he had a decent week last week. I feel like for a while he hasn't been as good as we were hoping. Adam Thielen's also kind of fallen off a bit, but I would say give me Adam Thielen personally out of these two. Oh, man. Oh, man. These are... Yeah, I probably am going Thielen. I, I don't like him this week either, though. I mean, Bryce Young's been, like, pathetic. And I feel yeah. like removing your coaching staff, your entire offensive coaching staff, like, leave Josh McCown there. Give the guy a friend. And taking <laughs> Josh McCown out, taking Deuce Staley out, some of these vets uh, in the NFL, I think, really hurts them. So I am a little worried. But what are you playing Chris Godwin for? Like, there's not a lot of upside there. He scored yeah. on the rushing touchdown last week. I do love Baker Mayfield against this Falcons team. Uh, but as you've kind of noted all season long, Eric, those are some some pretty good cornerbacks out there for the Falcons. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, right? Like beating the Falcons secondary on the perimeter is a very tall task. So kind of a rough spot for for Godwin. And it's the opposite with regard to Thielen, right? He gets to he gets to run over the middle against the Saints secondary, which is where you attack them, right? So um, you know, not not the best choices overall, but, you know, of the two, I'll, I'll err on the side where you've got a, a bit of a plus matchup. All right. And then here we got uh, Poop Dalla. What's up, Poop Dalla? Good to see yeah. you, man. My uh, guy with that Dirk, that Dirk picture. I remember you. <laughs> yeah, he loves it, man. Uh, we got Andrea saying, need three. Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, St. Brown, Devonta Smith. Eric, this one's, this one's damn tough, too. Sheesh. I, I feel like with Chris Olave, like, I don't know how you guys feel about famous Jameis. I'm a little bit worried we get maybe the crab leg stealer rather than the the 30 for 30 guy uh, here on Sunday. So I probably go Chris Olave as a sit. I don't know how you sit Chase after last week. St. Brown's been electric. And Devonta Smith, give me the highest over-under total on the week. I want a part of that game. Erica, are you any different there? No, and I think that's the analysis. Um, I am... Seemingly everywhere that I go, I'm the resident Chris Olave stan. Um, but among these choices, he's he's the one to sit, right? Like, I, I think that 
Jameis coming in actually probably helps him because Maybe, they yeah. use him down the field and Jameis just likes to chuck, right? But the likelihood of those those actually being connected is a little bit lower with Winston under center. So uh, tough choice, but I'm I'm sending Olave to the bench. What do you think, Mr. King? It's a clean sweep. I feel like it's really hard to send any of the other options. So by default, I'm going to sit Chris Olave. All right. We are in lockstep today. So either people are getting great advice or they're going to get absolutely fucked on Sunday. And we're going to have a lot of hate messages coming in. So hopefully we're going to help you out there. Andrea, thanks for the question. Poop doll, a half point PPR, one wide receiver, one flex. Devontae Adams, Devonta Smith, or DK Metcalf. What do you think, Troy? Where are you telling Poop Dollar to put his dollars this week? I'm going to go DK and Devonta Smith. I think they just have a little bit more upside. Like Adams, look, Adams is great, but if I had to, it's a quarterback thing for me too. I just think that I I trust Gino and Jalen Hurts a little bit more than Aiden O'Connell. So Devonta Smith and DK. Yeah, and I, I know that Minnesota Vikings defense doesn't seem like the best. They give up a lot of yardage, but they don't give up a lot of points in general, especially to uh, the skill positions as of late. So I'm trying to avoid that matchup, I think, if I can, with some of these Raider players. We don't know what Aiden O'Connell is going to give us on a week-to-week basis, and we saw the upside with DK last week. You got to keep rolling with him. Eric, any difference for you? No, no, none, none at all. Um, part of the the benefit of, or I guess the the consideration with that Vikings defense, um, we've we've got uh, we've got Flores there just completely blitzing his head off, right? And typically against inexperienced and or younger quarterbacks, that tends to be far more effective. And then secondarily, they sat down to Caleb Evans, which was really the the matchup to attack in that secondary. So now that he's not out there, like. Minnesota's actually kind of like a neutral to a bit of a downgrade matchup. So I get into that uh into that Eagles game with the with the high point total. Um so that that's where the decision was for me between Devonta and Devonte. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um also, you know, Deron Bland, who's probably gonna be his primary cover corner this week, he's he's kind of backslid a little bit over these last few weeks, as we saw DK just completely steal his lunch last week, right? So I'll go with uh, with DK and Smith of the lot. All right. We got Poop Dalla also asking, can he trust Taysom Hill this week? He's got McBride on by. Schultz is out. Or are you riding with Kate Auden? Well, we just had Rachel over on the website put out in her prize pick. She likes Kate Auden this week against Atlanta. They've been a pretty favorable matchup for tight ends. With that being said, Troy, Taysom Hill is out touching every other tight end by 31 touches this season. Does he get more looks here, maybe even in the passing game with no Derek Carr? Yeah, I I like I like Taysom this week. I just feel like he has he has a, a low floor, but man, his upside we've seen it. It's ridiculous. He can have a receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, and like you said, he gets so many more touches. Like his touches are almost guaranteed. Like he's almost guaranteed to touch the ball a few times a game. With Kate Otten, again, I think he's a decent option, but in turn, but I also think because Derek Carr is not going to be there, I think they're going to use Taysom Hill, especially near the goal line, like how he's usually used. So mm-hmm. I like Taysom this week. Yeah, Taysom feels like a little bit, he is a little banged up. He has two separate injuries, but I feel like he's out there. He will be effective. Eric, can you sit Taysom Hill if he's active for Kate Otten, who just posted a donut once again last week? He's had high upside at times, Auden, but I mean, I can't get a donut in my tight end spot here in week number 14, do or die. Yeah. For, for me, like I've, I've actually, I've got Kate Otten a singular spot higher than, than Taysom Hill in my rankings. Ooh. 
Um, but like we we get to this point of of rankings, right? Like we were talking about it earlier with with Firemuth. Like there's there's such a negligible difference between one guy and the next after you get like six or seven players deep. Like why not just swing for the fences and and go for the Taysom upside? Like if you yeah. if you start Cade and he gets six and a half and Taysom ends up getting five and a half, like nobody cares, right? But if if you start Taysom and he goes out there and gives you a twenty spot, like you're cruising into the first week of the playoffs, right? So, you know, granted it's a it's a bit riskier, but the the floor of this, you know, kind of tight end middle class market is so much lower that like the risk is kind of hedged in in and of itself, you know. Hundred percent with you. Here's a great question from George Play. What's up, George? Thanks for joining us again here on your Feel Good Friday, man. Hey guys, should I drop Zach Charbonnet or Rico Dowdle to pick up McKinnon? I have Pollard as my starter and Dowdle as the handcuff. Troy, we know no Isaiah Pacheco on Sunday. Do you prefer CEH or do you prefer McKinnon? Because I think CEH a little more available. But with that being said, we haven't seen anything on a Clyde in a couple of years now. Yeah, I mean, I would say that I think Clyde slides into the Pacheco role. So I think that in terms of just touches, mm-hmm. he gets it. But in terms of if, if it's a one-point PPR, then I like McKinnon better because I just we've seen him get consistent target share. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that. But for the most part, if, it was just be, if I only had those two options, I'm going to go CEH. But I mean, I would probably drop Rico Dow. I feel like in the playoffs, like I don't really need necessarily handcuffs. I'm just want to know like, who's yeah. available to start and McKinnon, if I can just start him and I don't know how long Pacheco's going to be out for, but I'm dropping Dow for McKinnon. I'm right there with you, Troy. I mean, it, it's nice to have your handcuff, but I think Dallas is a situation where you don't even know if Rico would be the true handcuff or if we would see some of the other running backs uh, potentially get elevated there. We, we know they like Deuce Vaughn enough that they spend a third uh, day three pick on him. Eric, uh, any difference from you here? I, I think I'm also dropping Dowdle. Uh, for McKinnon or CEH. I finally get to disagree. That's like usually my lane. So I'm, I'm back <laughs> at home. Um, I'm actually, I'm probably dropping Charbonnet here. Um, the fact that you have Pollard and I'm assuming that you are heading into the playoffs now is, is really the, the tiebreaker here, right? Like the last thing you need is a running back that you are depending on to go down and not have access to that handcuff. And so I'm, I guess I'm assuming that you don't have Kenneth Walker here. Kenneth Walker also is now returning to practice and sort of on track to play, right? So in terms of like the, you know, the higher value handcuff of the two, it's always going to be the one that you have the the primary starter. But as a as a secondary note, this Seahawks uh playoff run against against the 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 run defenses that they're facing is brutal. They got San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco again, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, like you know, if maybe you could sway me to just standing pat if you told me that you also had Kenneth Walker, but I mean, I I don't think it's all that likely that Charbonnet gets picked up. And obviously, like you've you've got the insurance line with with already having Pollard on your roster with Dowdle. Okay, yeah, I I think there's arguments to be made on both sides of that coin there. So we appreciate the question, George Troy. Thank you so much for joining us, man. How can we best support you rest of the season and into 2024, our friend? Of course, y'all can just find me at T King Mode, basically on all social media platforms. But Twitter's my home base, and check out my work at Rotoball as well as High Point Sports. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Hope you guys have a good rest of your Friday as well. Hey, thank you, man. Stay okay. warm down there in Florida, and we'll catch you soon, man. I appreciate uh, it. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Let's sure. jump into short things, sleepers of the week, guys. Sure thing. 
It's the short thing. Sleepers of the week. All right, and joining us now is the content director of Dynasty Pros. He's also the growth and planning strategist over at Front Office Pros. You can find his work all over the industry. And a guy who got us retweeted by fucking Matt Reif this week. Uh, shout out Dustin Ludke. What's up, Dustin? Thanks so much for joining us, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, kind of a crazy week with Matt Reif retweeting us, uh, retweeting my article. So it was kind of kind of a fun roller coaster ride this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It was it was uh, great. We appreciate the help over on the site. If anyone ever wants to submit a column, uh, you only gotta beat Dustin here with a Matt Rife retweet. But uh, either way, High we great, greatly appreciate it. Only 120, 25,000 views on that tweet. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, gonna be tough to beat here. I think that I, I, I've been writing for our, you know, I, I created our site, I wrote for our site for a long time. I don't think I've ever gotten that many views on a tweet. So, Dustin, thanks for one upping me this week. How are the vibes heading into uh, the weekend? They're good, man. I, I'm uh, excited for the weekend. I think I have a pretty chill weekend planned. I don't think we have anything. We're going to my wife's holiday party tonight <laughs> for work. Okay, I think, nice. I think I have just like my son's. He's got a piano recital on Sunday, so he's got some practice on Saturday. But other than that, I think it's pretty chill, so I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. What's uh, what's the wife's uh, Christmas party like? Is it is it fun? Is it bougie? First year. Is... Oh, first the year. First year okay. She's new to this department. She works at the University of Wisconsin for neurology. Um, okay. My year is pretty swanky, so it's downtown at like this big fancy, the Madison Club here in Madison, Wisconsin. Whoa. So you breaking up oh. the tux? I was told I have to get dressed up. I was told a, a button-down shirt or a nice sweater. So I was told I have to wear nice shoes. Please roll in there with a tuxedo <laughs> shirt. Please. Yeah, she, it's <laughs> a point where she was like, do you have nice shoes? I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got some nice shoes in the closet that I never wear. But that's what we're doing. So, My Is God. that a Gabe Davis jersey behind you? Who Who is that's that? That's an Andre Reed and an Antonio okay. Gates. Okay. Take that Andre Reed jersey right off the wall. You wear that right in, Dustin. Don't wear let it right say anything to you. Yeah. Own the place. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want Dustin to get uh, beat by his wife, thanks to me. And let's get into some short things, sleepers of the week, gentlemen. And I do have to apologize. Sometimes when I miss with my short thing as sleeper of the week, like I miss by a point. We're looking for double-digit points if, if it's a skill player. Maybe I miss, you know, he scores nine, eight points. Last week, mine got zero. Zero. Fucking zero. <laughs> like, that was the worst call of my season. It was... It was Royce Freeman. I should have known. So I, I apologize, folks. I really do apologize about that one. Uh, but we're ready to get it right here. We're, we're going to get back into the batter's box. And we're going to keep swinging here. Um, so, Eric, I will put you on the spot first. You weren't on the show last week. Um, you know, Xfinity fucked us over. So we had to do that pre-recorded. But uh, with that said, you're up, man. Who you got? Make sure it's awesome. Yeah, so I um, I am not going to be quite as bold as Seth, right? Like, you you take you take big swings and sometimes when you when you miss it looks a little silly but I'm gonna go with a player that is actually already averaging north of ten points per game but I do think is in a blow up spot and that is Romeo Dobbs obviously a little bit more uh, a little bit more targets heading his way with regard to Christian Watson being unavailable yep. and his matchup this week is gorgeous Adoree Jackson. Uh, is one of the more frequent shadower cover shadowers in terms of coverage in the NFL, and they do that despite the fact that he's kind of cheeks. Uh, <laughs> he allows he allows like a seventy two percent catch rate. His his yards per reception is just bananas, right? Like he's he's well into the the high teens. Um, he's he's allowing touchdowns. He's one of the yak leaders. Like 
everything that you're looking for in a soft matchup, Adoree Jackson is is bringing to the table. In the event that he doesn't shadow full-time, Deontay Banks is a plenty favorable matchup in its own regard. So I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Romeo Dobbs this week should sail right past that double-digit mark. I'm glad that Adoree Jackson probably never wants to sponsor this show because he never will after how much we've buried him on this program this year. Shout out, Adoree. Keep it up, buddy. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I like Romeo Dobbs a lot this week. I had to drop him from a a team a couple weeks ago, and now I'm like, I wish I had him for for this exact matchup. So yeah, pie on my face. Dustin, over to you for your sure thing sleeper of the week. Your second one, I think, here at IVT. Uh, That's my first one. Last time I did the other segment. Okay, that's right. That's right. But I like Eric because I was actually looking at Dontavian Wicks for the Packers, but I pivoted and went with Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. Mm. He's wide receiver 43 on most rankings on ESPN, so I think you get a good value there. Listen, Asante Samuels is a good cornerback for the Chargers, but he's probably going to be on Cortland Sutton, and a safety is probably going to have to lean over that side. So in two wide sets, Jerry Judy is going to get Dean Leonard, who ranks like 60 basically 60 on pfs coverage rating not that great probably in the like low 80s in terms of like the list in three wide sets uh judy goes into the slot and that's where he gets Essen bassey who ranks as the 70 70th best corner so like good matchups across the board week 18 last year against the chargers he had six targets five receptions 154 yards jerry judy has gone over double digit points in five of his 11 games but in two of the games he didn't if he catches one more pass at like his average yards per target mm-hmm. he goes over 10 points so he's got good history of going over double digit points um i really like this for them this week i think he's the guy that can get there it's been Cortland sutton scoring touchdowns but i think judy's gonna have a good week this week if there's ever a time that jerry judy can show up like it probably is here you would ha- you yeah. would have to think and like it, it kind of feels a little stinky. It kind of feels a little wrong to put him in your lineup with how he's performed this season. But I, I think you're spot on here. I mean, the Chargers secondary is one that it's favorable. You can attack it. I don't know how much longer Brandon Staley has a job either. So I'm I can't cool with much it. Longer. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with it, Eric. You, you you riding with a uh, little Jerry Judy love as well? Yeah, absolutely love the call. Right, like this. Uh, if if you need more evidence than the Chargers putting up six points against the Patriots last week, like. Clearly, this team is uh, is mailing it in. They're not happy with their situation. They're not getting up for their coach. So, um, you know, they were already a favorable matchup to wide receivers as it was. And if you know if they're if they're not putting in one hundred percent effort or at least taking a couple of plays off, I mean, Judy's still the type of athletic skill set player that can can take full advantage of that. I'll round us out with my sure thing sleeper of the week. Give me some Gabe Davis. Put me in a game, second highest total on the week. Uh, that's 49 there. We got safety Brian Cook banged up for the Chiefs. Legereus Sneed probably going to see more Stephon Diggs. Might not be a, a true shadow here, but I, I think that kind of leaves Davis in a favorable spot. Kansas City actually a top six matchup over the last two weeks for wide receivers and top 10 over the past month. And since the change in play caller, like it hasn't been all great for Gabe Davis. He did have that one donut, uh, but he actually got the game ball in, in that yeah. week for having a, a lot of good blocks there. So I like the vibes after that. We saw 12 targets good for 22.5 fantasy points last week. So I'm going to ride Buffalo coming off the, the buy. I think vibes are, are a little bit higher. And uh, if you need anything more here, Averaging 16-plus PPR points last two times he's played the Chiefs. We know what he did in the playoffs a couple of years ago against this squad. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Gabe Davis. 
we know he can get you zero. Like he could get you zero, but I'm willing to I'm willing to take the risk this week. Or are you fellas? Yeah, let me put on my let me take one of these hats down, put my <laughs> Bills fandom on. The Bills are gonna play hard this week. Like we saw all this stuff come out about my Sean McDermott, and oh, everyone yeah. thinks it's new stuff. Oh, that is from God. that's from 2019. Now, granted, what Sean McDermott said and did was just mind-boggling bad, but it's from 2019. Like the team has passed that yeah. for years. Like they're and now they're going, why are you bringing this up? And Sean McDermott has come out and said, like, hey, this is like I'm I'm upset, I'm angry. The team is going to rally behind him, and they're going to show up, and they know that this is a statement game. They they have to win out to pretty much make the playoffs, and you beat the Chiefs. Like that's that's how you start going. Like this is a game where I think Buffalo could come out and just start punching real fast, and it could be Gabe Davis. You got Shakir, you got Kincaid, you probably get Dawson Knox back, so it's going to open up some room. I think Gabe Davis could have a big week. Eric, you riding the Gabe Davis experience with us? Yeah, I I, I love it for for a couple of reasons, right? Um, you know, Sneed doesn't shadow a ton, yep. but um, Gabe Davis should see the least of Sneed, so that you know that that works in his favor. Um, but I, I also I just I appreciate you, Seth. Like shoot or shoot, Gabe Davis yep. is going to go out there and he's going to get you a twenty five or he's going to get you a donut. You're <laughs> yeah. you're not afraid about that last one clanking yeah. off the rim, right? Like. You got an open look. You're gonna you're gonna pull the trigger, and I mean Gabe Gabe Davis is in a, a phenomenal spot from a game environment. Um, you know we obviously saw him go completely nuclear in that playoff game a few years ago. So the upside is real. I I, I love the call. I'm shooter McGavin, man. Shooter shoot. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm just gonna keep swinging, man. I'll do whatever it takes to That's win. What you gotta do? There you go. There you go. Dustin, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, tell us where we can find all your great content, not just for this season, but beyond. Uh, your big thing in the entertainment world now, apparently. So uh, I, I guess we want to get on now. We got to get on now. My first my first non-football piece blows up. Uh, it was a piece on the Matt Rife special. Check it out on IBT.com. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at the DUnit13. So T-H-E-D-U-N-I-T-13. That's the best place to find me. Uh, you can check out QB list every Thursday. We get our sit starts out there. I help write those and put that together. A lot of my stuff comes out on Dynasty Pros. Um, I'll be on, you know, front office pros a couple times this summer, and then some stuff over at Dynasty Nerds, and who knows where else this summer things, you know, are happening left and right. So I'll be oh, yeah. at the combine uh, doing coverage there. I'll probably be at the draft doing coverage there, like I was last year. Yes, so sir. if you're looking for some information, and my DMs are always open on Twitter. So if you got sit start questions, Dynasty questions, trade questions, feel free to message me. I'm always happy to help. He's everywhere, folks. I'm He's everywhere. everywhere. Get on with it now. Eric, anything else that I missed? Like, how can we best support you, bro? I know you're Green Screens Media. I know you're Mr. Mom this week. Uh, and pros with Joe's heading into the playoffs. I'll just say, I didn't fucking make the playoffs. I mean, just come on, man. Throw your, your co-host a bone here, bro. Dude, my, my guy, I expanded the playoff just for you, and we still couldn't make the cut line. Like, what's going on here? I had a winning record. I had a winning record for the first time ever. So, so is Seth shows. is Seth a, a pro or a Joe at this point? Apparently, I need to. Yeah, apparently, open, I, open I, for I, debate. We'll uh, we'll 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 write this off as you putting so much effort into barely squeaking up above the cut line in our guillotine league every single week, dude. My guy has just been dancing with six the lines, devil. Five last six Wild. weeks, baby. <laughs> And I'm winning. I'm winning that son of a bitch now, bro. I'm coming for you. Just be ready. Team of destiny. I'm scared. I'm legitimately scared. Yeah, like like you mentioned, dominating uh, that shit, man. Holy hell. 
Dude, I, I've been I've been dancing with the devil myself. I've been refusing to roster a kicker because yeah. I want I want the upside of another skill position player, right? So maybe maybe this is the week where it uh, where it jumps up and bites me. But yeah, like you mentioned, Green Screens Media is where we're doing all of our college basketball stuff. We're actually going to be breaking down a huge slate uh, later tonight at eight thirty Central, so nine thirty Eastern tonight. Um, we're on the march to seven hundred subscribers, so. Definitely check us out over there. And in like two hours' time, going to be live on the Football Diehards YouTube channel. Me and my guy Jamie are back to break down this week's DFS slate. So 5 o'clock Eastern, check out the Football Diehards channel if you want to get into those DFS weeds. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it, Eric. We appreciate you, Dustin. For Eric, for Dustin, my name is Seth, and we'll be back here on Tuesday evening, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Enjoy week number 14. Cash those fucking tickets to the playoffs, folks, and we'll see you next time. Until then, you know what to do. Keep in between.